Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get to the show, a quick but I think compelling pitch. Do you know about our secret menu? It's a subscription tier of a thing or two, and it's where we share our shopping guides, answer reader questions, go deep on the trends we're seeing in food, fashion, and design, and just generally get into topics that excite us. Secret Menu subscribers receive an exclusive newsletter every Thursday and also get access to all of our back issues and special resources like our baby registry guide and wedding registry guide. It's four bucks a month and you can cancel anytime. Sign up at a thing or two hq.com to receive it as well as our endless gratitude for supporting what we do. Here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two hq.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get you weekly access to members-only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two hq. So recently I started doing the New York Times Spelling Bee. <laughs> which is something my parents both do religiously and like talk about. And then I started noticing random people that I like tweeting about it. I feel like I have like a pretty good sense of who that I follow on social media is is deep into the spell is spelling because they share about it somewhat <laughs> regularly. Well, now it makes total sense to me that they share about it because I started doing it and immediately was desperate for people to talk to about it, even though there is nothing to say about yeah, it. Yeah, what did you want to talk about? Well, this is what's so weird about it. It's like, it is not, you. it's not something you can collaborate on. There's like no. no teamwork involved. There's truly, unless you just want to straight up cheat, which is not satisfying in any way. There's nothing to be done with other people. It is truly a solo act. And yet I was so desperate for somebody to like share my frustrations and my wins with. So asked Chris if he would start doing it. And he was like, no. And then we saw his friend Stuart and it turned and I was telling Stuart about my newfound love of this and Stuart was like oh I do it too so I would immediately would start texting him with thoughts about it and Chris was like wait Stuart you and Stuart are doing this together like okay I guess I'll start doing it like he was like jealous and I was like I I asked you to do this thing but no I understand why people are tweeting about it because there's just it's a very and then and then Come well, to, I'm need talking to, to you about it and it turns out you do it. I need to back up it. for a second. Yeah. No, I need to back up okay. for a second. Can you explain what spelling bee is? Yeah. It's six or seven letters. Seven. Seven. The there's one in the middle. Yeah. And there's one in the middle that, that and you, you're just making words out of them. And there's a letter in the middle that has to be in every word. And it has to be four letters or more, every word. No three-letter words. No names. And there's always at least one pangram which uses all the letters. And so I was like, and you can repeat letters yes. and like have duplicates and whatever. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And I was so desperate for people to be doing this with, or sort of like in concert with, you know, at, at the same time at, in community with, in community with, and then you casually just drop that you've been doing it. No, no, no. So I think that's overstated. 
I do the free version. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't really it's, count. No, exactly. Yeah. I, in bed, you know, I set my alarm, I wake up, and then Thomas doesn't ever hear the alarm. And mm-hmm. I turn it off and I lie in bed and I like open the New York Times app and I read, you know, whatever stories are of interest to me and all the headlines. And then my reward for that is mm-hmm. the mini crossword, the like that uh-huh. dumb connecting letters to spell oh, yeah, words I game mm-hmm. I do yeah. not like, but I mm-hmm. do it. And then I scowl at it and I'm like, you're trash. Yeah. And then best for last yeah. definitely is spelling bee, but I only do the free version, which cuts you off after you've like achieved a certain number of points. Yeah. And it th- never lets you get to genius level. And this is where like our addiction behavior really diverges because I, I'm like, absolutely. Absolutely, I could not just stop there. You've like make you're making me pay to do more. I'm it's like you're at the slot machine, and I'm like, yes, I absolutely need more. I also just pay for the New York Times crossword app, so I'm automatically granted um, access to the New York Times spelling bee. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) exactly. I think for me, I'm like, I just if I had it, I would think about it all the time. Like, Mm. I think it's like I need to actually just have this cap on it, where it's like I can actually only spend like six minutes a day with this. That's very responsible. I would open it all the time and be like, "Ooh, should I right now?" Um, I just think I can't. It can't become my personality. You know what I mean? One thousand percent. And I'm speaking of it becoming your personality. This is tangential, but I just need to get it out of the way. So you know how I feel about the Grub Street diet. I don't think I've talked to you about I've talked about it on here, but I just think it's impossible to be the come subject well. of a Grub Street diet and come off well. You just always seem obnoxious. I don't know. Anyway, there was a very celebrated one recently that people really liked. Leon Nafok did one and people loved this Grub Street diet because a lot of people love Grub Street diet. I don't know what's wrong with those people, but they do. Anyway, I couldn't read the entire thing. It was very long, but I read some of it. And in part of it, he's meeting up with a friend who creates puzzles for the New York Times. And in my head, I'm like grabbing the table, like, do you think she's the one who does the spelling bee? Like, is this the person responsible for the spelling bee? It was the only like part of that that interested me that this person may like be walking amongst us. I'm sure this person is walking amongst <laughs> us, Claire. I'm sure this person lives within miles of your of your current residence. So I think you're right that it becomes people's personalities. My parents are obsessed with it. And when and my parent, my mom specifically said, don't start doing it. Like you you shouldn't start doing it because you'll get obsessed with it. And she was right. Although I have to say, once I started doing it and she started confessing to me her tips and tricks for it, I was like, oh, you're on a whole other level. She's like, well, I you're like, like to- I didn't know it could be like this. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I like to um, start it before my run so that when I go on my run, I can mull it over. And I was like, well, how do you remember what letters are there? And she's like, oh, you divide them into consonants and vowels. And then, so I just have like the vowels in one part of my head and I have the consonants in the other. And then in my brain, I'm just like mixing them all up as I go. It's like boggle or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm not there. But the thing that I like about it and what you described this, like, should I just open it up now is that I already do do that with something on my phone and it's Instagram. Yes. And I don't know that spelling bee is any healthier. I don't think it is. I certainly don't think it's like enriching my world in any ways. And in some, like, you know, Instagram does have some value, but Instagram is mostly like poisonous and toxic. Yeah, but you don't think spelling bee is like less toxic than Instagram? Here's what it is. I think it's definitely less toxic, but I think Instagram has certain value to offer that spelling bee doesn't. I think spelling bee is just a wash. It doesn't yeah, help but it's you. Like, do- I don't know, but it's like tweaking certain things. So yes, I think our neurons are firing. You I know? think there's like some amount <laughs> yeah. of keeping you sharp, yeah. but I would feel better about it if I was of my parents' age and I was in retirement and I wanted to just like make sure my brain was still working. And I like, I get mad at spelling. Never because- too soon to make sure your brain's still working. Never too soon. <laughs> I, true. I get mad at it because it masquerades as if it's a smart game and it's not. And I don't like that it thinks it's smarter than me. And I don't like that it acts as if it's an intellectual game when it is objectively well, not. spelling bee. Like it's already patting itself on the back just exactly. right out of the gate. That's the thing. I just think it's like full of itself. I said to Stuart, I was like, I don't like that it thinks it's smarter than me. And Stuart was like, mm, spelling bee is not smart. Spelling bee is Sudoku for people who would never. And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is the perfect diss for spelling bee. It is Sudoku <laughs> for people who would never, except for my mother who also does Sudoku in addition to doing spelling bee. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. I'm interested in this like 
is it doing anything for you? Like, mm-hmm. well, can it make you smarter? Yeah. Like, what is the takeaway from these things? So I honestly think that neither spelling bee nor crossword are like edifying or make you smarter. I think they make you sharper. And I think crossword is maybe useful in as much as you learn some trivia you might not have otherwise just sort of by accident. I mean, the what question I, of like how long I hold that in my brain right. is like a whole other thing for same, sure. But go same. on, go on. The thing that I have always loved about crossword and I think actually becomes even more obvious with spelling bee is that it brings to light how like fallible your brain is, how you can stare at something for hours, not see the answer, open it up again a few hours later and the answer is so obvious. And it just feels like, right, that's the case in all of life, not just with your spelling bee, not just with your crossword. (laughs) And it's just, it also, I think, brings to light the way things like, I, for example, this morning I woke up, first thing I do now, instead of opening Instagram, is I look at spelling bee because I'm desperate to know what answers I missed the day before because this is another- Oh, I do like that part. I do like that. I do that first (laughs) too. Even in my free version, I'm like, what was the pangram? What did I, like, whatever. So this is another thing about the spelling bee is that there's absolutely no way to cheat and there's only one a day and they switch over to a new puzzle at 3 a.m. Eastern time. Wow, you are deep in this. Okay, (laughs) keep going, keep going. Because it's midnight uh, West Coast time, which is when I got into it. So they switch it up, give you a new puzzle and then serve up the answers to yesterday's puzzle. And so I'm always desperate to see right away like what were the things that I missed. And there are days where I wake up and I have missed the most obvious things. And I'm just like, was I okay yesterday? Like what, what, how poorly was my brain functioning across all activities yesterday if I didn't see onion? Like I just, totally. and and very often the day before I will have gotten a terrible night's sleep. And so I feel like it is useful to me in these two ways where it's like one, this very clear test of how I'm functioning. And it is also this very, clear demonstration of how your brain just doesn't always see what's right in front of it. And sometimes you need to just walk away and the answer will become obvious later, which is something that I probably don't need to learn more of because I'm already kind of an indecisive person who's always like, I just need to think about it. I just need to think about it. I feel like my perspective might change. I am going to marinate on it for a while. And crossword and spelling be really do that for me because I'm like, yeah, I walked away and then I came back and it was like, I immediately knew the answer. Thank you so much to Calm for sponsoring today's episode. I have to say, I love working from home. I have very few complaints about it, but I do think I am one of those people who has to have a clear delineation between like when my morning me time ends and when the workday starts. And I would really like to start just getting more into like a five minute meditation or something to sort of be like, ding, and now it's work time because I'm not going into a space. I'm not going into a physical space that tells me now it's work time. I mean, I am, but it also happens to be the place where I work out and the place where I watch TV. So it's, you know, kind of a, a workspace. And Helen Peterson had a really good newsletter on this recently about like commutes and like basically creating like a mental commute for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you need like that marker and how are we creating that marker? And maybe Calm is the answer for you. So we're partnering with Calm, which is the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleepy stories. And if you go to calm.com slash a thing or two, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. That includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds, sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash a thing or two. Go to calm.com slash a thing or two for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. I saw a tweet the other day that was just like, why do I suddenly feel bad? Oh, right. It's the sun going. It's like that we have like so fewer hours of sunlight and God, it's like a bummer how much that affects me. And, you know, like actually in a real meaningful way. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, today is the last day that the sun will set after 7 p.m. until I don't like those. I hate those tweets. I don't want to see those ever. Get that out of here and get it out of here. 
for A of all, get it out of here. B of all, get it out of here. No, thank you. Like this is not the content I need, but like, you know, seasonality does affect moods and does affect mental health stuff for sure. And a lot of people's depression and anxiety are triggered by these things. And yeah. And like, what, what better time than now to address these things before it is like full winter energy and it's like sunsetting at five. God, I, now I, now I need to get on the phone with better help right now. You just made me so depressed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Talking to a licensed therapist can help you feel better. Better help is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. So you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. They have 3,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states and four modes of communication, text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating with a counselor in under 24 hours and schedule weekly secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything you share is confidential. And if for any reason you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a different one. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash a thing or two. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much for supporting the sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you this show every week. So the related content to this is crosswords. Thomas and I recently started doing crosswords together like a month ago and neither Mm -hmm. of us were crossword people at all, which is like sort of strange for me. Thomas loves the newspaper so much and you love words so much. Correct. And I also was a child who did like logic workbooks in the back Mm -hmm. of a van. So it's not like I didn't like these sorts of activities, but Mm -hmm. I just had like never... I feel like I've never really tackled a crossword. Couldn't tell you why we like decided to do them, mm-hmm. but it's been this like very fascinating lens into like our own brains, of course, but then like our relationship too. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the completest part of it is definitely like something that I'm like, but it needs to be finished. It needs to be done. Like I don't right. like when it's like almost done and mm-hmm. not quite done. And like that part's really hard for me. So we do them in print. We get the paper Wednesdays and Thursdays by okay. very strange like So you're not printing them out. Sometimes we do. Okay. Sometimes we'll like print out Friday. It's or a very Sunday Steve Mazer move to print out the crossword. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I got pissed about the other day, Claire, that it wouldn't print from my phone because I at least <sighs> felt like a little bit less dorky printing it from my phone than like yeah. opening a laptop mm-hmm. and, okay. and printing. It's interesting logic, but sure. Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, so basically I take like a pass mm-hmm. over breakfast and then give it to Thomas and he takes a pass. And then we sort of like, we either, if we eat lunch together, we'll sort of do it together. Or if like we each eat lunch on our own, we'll sort of like do another, like fill in if we have time or whatever. And then what's left, if there's anything left, gets finished like after dinner, mostly. That sounds lovely. It's like a lovely thing to do Mm -hmm. that basically it's not a screen. Like Mm -hmm. I just really value that it's not a screen. And I know you can do like partner mode on these apps and like whatever. First of all, there's 0% chance Thomas is going to download the Crosswords app. So he's probably not using an operating system that would support it. No, Claire, he can't (laughs) use the Ticketmaster app on his phone we learned recently. (laughs) So he's definitely not. Yeah. But it's a shared activity, but you don't have to wait for him to do it. You know, it's like, right. it's okay. not like I'm like watching a TV That's show nice. that we both like without yeah. him or whatever. I don't know. I, yes, I love the collaborative nature of that. Yes, that you can be together apart. It's like leaving little love notes for each other. Yeah. Does it ever get tense? You ever questioning each other's answers, crossing stuff out? Good, of love course. That. I'm like, love what that. is that? What is like, he's like, that could be right. And I was like, it's not. It's definitely not. He's like, but it fits. And I'm like, that's not how this works. And we've, I, the thing that we've learned about each other through this mm-hmm. process is just that we have zero overlapping knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like it is like the Venn diagram. It like, there's like, it touches like women's tennis is like maybe yeah. the one thing that okay. we both know uh-huh. a little something about. He does geography, history, classical and classic music, and most sports things. I do like all the pop culture, mm-hmm. any idioms and like wordplay, anything that involves like. If there's there, ever a question mark at the end of the clue. That, those are mine. Question yeah. marks are mine. <laughs> and if there's like, oh, there's, you know that they're doing something funny and you're going to have to like figure yes. out what that funny thing is. Right, right, That's right. on me to figure out. We both do like the vocab words, mm-hmm. but it's just like fascinating to be like, my memory of geography is absolute zero. And he made me a crossword puzzle for 
our anniversary that was like cute, very cute and sweet with the, with the site called When We Cross Words. Cute. We will link to it. It was very charming. And he was like, he was like, haha, it's going to be so easy. And like much of it was, but any of the geography questions I had to come back to, it was like a town that we like stayed in in Italy for three days. That was this. And I was like, mm, not sure. That sounds <laughs> like revisit. so much fun. I want to make a crossword. How long do you think it took him? Claire, you know how he is. Hard to say. Like yeah. it could have taken yeah. a long time. But, but I think you can, you can do it any level. Cause it, you, you know, you just like drop in your and um, it, answers and the clues and then it puts it together. And there's whoa, like, Oh, I'm yeah. looking at it now. Also, it's I really love cool. that this website was created with Wix in like 1998, probably. 100%. But I think the thing, like it doesn't have as much like overlap. Ob- it's like not as many letters okay. are overlapping okay. as yep. like if you, you know, were doing like a legit crossword, but it's really fun and cute. It feels like a perfect sort of thing to do like for a wedding or a birthday or like, I don't know. God, maybe Thomas, you know, Thomas is really good at gifting. Maybe he should do like a guest stint on our podcast giving Gift gifting episode. advice. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Great. Um, good job. But anyway, Thomas. I feel like I'm I'm a very much a latecomer to the crosswords and would mm-hmm. like to have your take, advice, thoughts, and feelings. I mean, I've really been having a really like an affair with the New York Times spelling bee. I used to be so into the crossword, and I it's like the spelling bee does feel like it feels like the cheaper drug. As I said, the thing that I like about it is that in theory, I like that crossword keeps me from looking at other stupid crap on my phone that I look at too much. But New York Times Spelling Bee really does because the crossword, you do need to like have some amount of concentration and some Mm -hmm. amount of time. Whereas the Spelling Bee can be truly thoughtless and you can look at it in line for the grocery store and like actually get something done. You know what else? The like crossword, you don't know if you're right till it's it's done or like partial if sections that are done. Whereas like Spelling Bee, you do get that immediate like- Immediate hit. That's right. That's right. Like you're just checking things off. It's absolutely like a much nastier drug um, in, in every way. I love the crossword and I do it digitally. And my strong feelings about the crossword, one, what I already said, like will always teach you how weird, how weirdly your brain works if you like mull over a, a cross, the same crossword for a week. And two, my other feeling is that I get really annoyed with the New York Times crossword for a handful of things. I hate the games they play on Thursdays where there's always some Some nonsense happening. It makes no sense. And again, they're smug about it and they're proud of themselves. And I'm like, you're not that smart. It's like always cheesy and like whatever. But here, I do hate it also, but Mm -hmm. I find satisfaction in figuring it out. But it's like really so dumb. It's Um, so dumb. There's like, Basically, it's me sitting there being like, I know that they're doing something here. I know this is a thing. And then Thomas be like, no, it's just, and I was like, no, it's nope. a thing. Just give it a second, <laughs> like whatever. It will reveal itself. <laughs> um, I do also take issue with the fact that they weirdly, there's certain things they just repeat constantly. Like at a James, at yeah. a- Fez, at a, Fez hats yeah. come up a lot. Yes. If you need a Z and it's three letters, you know there's going to be a Fez hat in there. Why? And there's tons of them that I'm forgetting, but I'm just like, why? I don't get it. It's weird. And also it just is so predictably itself. It has a very stodgy personality. It definitely is mostly written by white men. And you can tell for a little while I was subscribing to this thing, Incubator, I-N-K-U-B-A-T-O-R, which is crossword puzzles by women, cis women, trans women, and women aligned constructors, which was just like a much more like less white male you know, cis-hetero perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got drawn back into the New York Times one because it's just easy to do where it is on my phone and, you know, with the cousin of the spelling bee and all of that. But um, I mean, listen, I, yeah, I think these things keep you sharp. It would be nice to just not have to feel like I needed to distract myself constantly from life. From the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess like ultimately, yes. I, to answer your earlier question, I definitely think it's a lot less toxic than Instagram and I'm better off looking at it. I still maybe could just be better off just like being present sometimes. I mean, sometimes, (laughs) but honestly, Claire, sometimes no. Yeah. Sometimes being present is like really not the right move. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And and I will (laughs) say, also that I do love the collaborative aspect of a crossword if you're doing it in partnership with somebody. Like I know that I will look back on my dad's retirement as a time when he and I did crosswords together. And that's like a really nice thing that we bond over when it feels like we don't have that much in common. And yeah, I like, I think that's a nice thing about crosswords. And I resent that the spelling bee can't be more collaborative. And all I can do is like screenshot me getting to genius and sending it to my parents and being like, clap for me. 
I think that's nice. <laughs> I think that's nice. Um, yeah. Okay, should we move into the second half of this episode? Which oh my is gosh. Thingies. To think that there's more. To we think just spent- that there's more. Yeah. Yes. So this is another installment okay. of Thingies, which uh-huh. are our best in category picks. Cannot be beat. We mm-hmm. don't think things that we use. Yeah. Okay. Kick us off. I want to talk about Zout, which is a stain remover. Are you familiar with it? Um, by name, but not by yeah. experience. Yeah. So you know why I think I ended up using it? It was because it's one of the few that they sell at, or maybe the only one that they sell at um, my beloved Vicente Foods in Los Angeles. Beloved. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like not cool or fancy, but my It's God, called out. It's definitely not <laughs> cool or fancy. It works so well. And you know, I have a toddler. His clothes are constantly stained, often with food. And I was amazed by how well this stuff works. So I started looking it up online to be like, why aren't more people talking about this? Is this a thing? Because I am like, I love OxyClean as much as the next person. I think that's the other sort of like competitor in this category. What the internet is saying about Zout, which was like very much proven true in my experiences, it really is the best on food stains. Like huh. a, a raspberry, like anything with like those deep, tannins, like hot sauce, that stuff uh-huh, where you're just uh-huh, like, it's uh-huh. never Red coming wine. out. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It really comes out. What other stains are people like it's a great getting? Question. Like, I mean, like, yeah. you know, children Dirt. like playing yeah. softball sliding into, you know, like grass. I don't know. Like, sure. Like dirt stains and grass. Stains. But it just doesn't, it feels like food stains are the, the big yeah, thing we're up against. Food, right? blood, and dirt, I would say, if you're a menstruating person. Yeah. I think... Yeah, no, I think And like, of right. course, if you're like, you know, if you use paint or if you're in like a, you yes. know, a field, like, but it doesn't- Right, if you're like an something. artist, maybe some yeah. ink. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> it, it feels like food's the thing we're mostly contending with. I agree. And I I just have been consistently incredibly impressed with Zout. So here's what I learned about Zout. It is the original stain remover that was developed in the early 1960s as a professional cleaning solution for doctors' and nurses' uniforms. Today, it has been engineered with an advanced triple enzyme formula technology for a wider variety of fabrics and stains. It brags a lot about the three different enzymes and how they deal with it, this and that. I like enzyme as a word in this. I think that's powerful. I agree completely. (laughs) Enzymes are specially designed to help break down specific stain types so that they can be more easily removed in the washer. I also like... And like, they knew that I would like this, obviously, when they wrote this marketing copy, they but did. this idea that it wasn't available to the consumer for a while. It was like no. not on the market. And then they were like, we should bring this to the masses. Like, we can't just reserve Share this the for- wealth. Yeah. Share the wealth. The other like tagline that I really liked here that was so specific. For new parents, Zout stain remover does not harm the flame resistance of children's sleepwear and comes with a stain gone guarantee. But Stain be- gone guarantee is obviously initial capped. Yeah, like, that's yeah, yeah, of course. Like- mm-hmm. But I also like, because when you buy like uh, pajamas for kids, they Mm -hmm. come with these special flame notes letting you know about the flame resistance. And I just, it has never occurred to me that the flame resistance would come off in the wash. And Zout is like, we will leave your flame resistance intact. Don't even worry about it. It's of no concern to you. By the way, though, freaking impossible to find at the store. You got to order it online unless you're near Vicente Foods. In general, I've been. it feels like OxyClean and Shout are the only things that they're selling at the store if you can find them at all. I've been trying to shop a lot more in person for household items like this. And I will say, as a result of the internet, I'm sure, it is so hard to find any of this stuff. Anything that feels even remotely niche. Even just stain remover, period. They didn't even have a Walgreens. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are we doing here? What are we doing? That's my little consumerist complaint. But check out Zout, especially if you have a toddler or if you're just like me and you spill on yourself all the time. Well, it just feels like if you you ever have stains, which a person has, then like this is the answer. I need some Zout. Thank you so much to Cove for sponsoring today's episode. Claire, you know that last year I was getting these like really awful menstrual migraines that Mm -hmm. were just like, it was like they hit and then I'd have to be like lying down like immediately and it would like ruin the entire day. And I hadn't, I used to get migraines when I was younger, but I hadn't gotten them for a really long time. And I get auras and I lose feeling and it's like, oh, you get them so much more rarely than I do, but you get them a lot worse, I think. Like they're They're really, they're like debilitating. Exactly. And what was so magical about Cove was that I could go in and input all of my symptoms and tell them what like medications had worked for me in the past and like immediately get sent meds in the mail without having to like jump through 30 hoops and going to my PCP and like all of that. And I was just so grateful because it was like one day a month I was complete like, well, I'm like, 
I'm like on the floor. Yep. It's also just one of those things where you're like, cool, now I have this terrible physical thing I'm dealing with and I have to find a doctor and figure out how to get to the doctor's office and when I'm going to do that. And just having all of those hurdles taken away and being like, no, you're just going to go online, answer some questions and you're going to get your meds is so amazing. So amazing. Cove is the leading online migraine clinic specializing in the diagnosis and treatment of migraine all from the comfort of your own home. Did you realize that there's only one specialist per 80,000 migraine sufferers in the US? So it's often actually kind of hard to find the specialists. That's not enough, but Cove makes quality care accessible and affordable. Go to withcove.com and complete an online consultation designed by leading neurologists. It's as thorough as an in-person doctor visit. Then a licensed doctor will review your migraine history and recommend a treatment plan customized specifically to your needs. What's more, your prescriptions will be delivered right to your door. No waiting for a doctor's appointment, no pharmacy lines, just specialized care to help you better control your migraine. And Cove is affordable. Their doctor fees and prescriptions are as little or less than most insurance co-pays. Prescriptions start at just $10 a month. With Cove, you can have more migraine-free days. So go to withcove.com slash a thing or two for 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping. That's 50% off your first month of medication and free two-day shipping at withcove.com slash a thing or two. Spelled W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much to Girlfriend Collective for sponsoring today's episode. Claire, right before Girlfriend Collective booked this series mm-hmm. of ad spots with us, I had made a purchase with them. Do you think that's why they did it? They saw they your must name? Have. And they mm-hmm. must have just seen my order come in and be like, God, we should be advertising on a thing or two. What are we doing? <laughs> I think what are we doing? exactly right. I've purchased some Girlfriend Collective stuff in the past and I feel like I open like a lot of their emails and I'm just, they feel, they do a good job with cuts and colors and just like Mm -hmm. keeping things up to date. And the thing I bought most recently is this high neck long line bra. Do you remember the Delia's tank of like when we were in seventh or eighth grade that has that like thick, like that, that like, uh, it's like the width of a popper deli, like noodle. (laughs) Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> what I mean, like a, not yes. a spaghetti strap, a popper deli strap. Yes, mm-hmm. this little cropped bra tank thing has that width strap, and I think it's oh. like just perfect and dreamy. And I don't know. I've also just been into working out. I'm like not not working out in just a sports bra necessarily, but in like something a that bra means top. I yeah something that means mm-hmm. I don't have to. I can just put one thing on top. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I get that. That makes That's a lot the of sense. I yeah. understand. I'm so excited we're partnering with Girlfriend Collective. They're just really impressive. They're a sustainable, ethically made activewear line for everyone. They make cute and comfortable bras, leggings, shorts, tanks, tees, swimsuits, and more, including a very cute puffer vest I just saw on their site and was like, hmm. I need that puffer vest. Perhaps. Their sizing is inclusive, ranging from extra small to 6XL. They believe health and wellness come in many shapes and sizes and that representation matters. Whether you're working out, running errands, or doing nothing at all, Girlfriend Collective has functional fabrics, colors, and styles for any activity. Their best-selling leggings, which are definitely how I first heard about them, are squat-proof, come with pockets, and have different levels of support, whether you need compression or comfort. And they come in tons of colors from basics to brights. They use recycled material to to make their clothing and their shipping is 100% recyclable. They help divert waste from landfills and support an ethical work environment for the people who make your clothes. All things we love to hear. Girlfriend Collective also has a garment take-back program called Re-Girlfriend. So once you're done loving your pieces, which will be a very long time from now, you send them back to be upcycled into new girlfriend gear. Join the collective today and feel good about what you buy and comfortable in what you wear. For listeners of the show, Girlfriend Collective is offering first-time customers $25 off purchases of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash a thing or two. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash a thing or two. Be sure to use our URL to let them know we sent you. That's girlfriend.com slash a thing or two for $25 off your purchase of $100 or more. Thank you so much for supporting the brands that support us by using the unique links and codes they create for our listeners. I want to share my other... Laundry. My other laundry item, Mm -hmm. it occurs to me um, at the same time. So the laundress mesh washing bags. Laundress is this like almost 10-year-old brand. It's a work-wife business. They're now owned by Unilever. And before them, Chic Laundry was like Woolite. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, that is like... Oh, I remember when Oprah was all about Woolite. And she was... And like Woolite for black clothes Mm -hmm. and like whatever. Like that that was... But it was like nothing could possibly be fancier than Woolite to wash our clothes. So they make a lot of really wonderful products. They have a really good guide to fabric care in general on their mm-hmm. website that is very useful. But the thing I love the most are these mesh washing bags. And they're like, 
they, they make the little ones that you can use for like bras and underwear or whatever, um, or like swimsuits. But like the sell for me is that they make these really big ones mm-hmm. that you can put like sweaters in if you're washing them and laying them flat to dry. You're just so bold about washing your sweaters and I'm so skittish about it. You know it. why, Claire? I read this Vogue article like five years ago that was basically like, you should be washing these things. It's better for them than the dry cleaner. And I was like, wait, it's better for them? Um, I believe I believe Vogue and I believe you and I always just am nervous that it's going to get bent out of shape and not look the same. I understand. I understand. But I do, you know, I don't, I don't really wash like very delicate sweaters yeah. or anything with like any like embellishment or like embroidery or like any like, of know, that. In, in support of your argument here, I do think I've been sending some stuff to the dry cleaner lately that has come back being shrunk. And I'm like, wasn't the whole point to not I'm doing this it. with you. Yeah. Listen, I have gotten really committed to, I wash and I also just feel like I never was taking things to the dry cleaner. And then it, mm-hmm. you accumulate this pile. You're like, I don't have any sweaters. You're like, JK, of course I do. They're just all in this like dirty pile. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go spend $150 to like, yeah. it just felt insane. And so I like being able to like wash and like lay flat a sweater. I mean, um, in line with all of this, I don't, I have never used laundry bags. I purchase them, but then I don't ever actually use them. And so I'm I'm interested in all of this guidance around laundry bags and how and when and where and which. I used to have like little ones that I never used and eventually had gotten rid of them because I was like, these yeah. suck. Like, what's the point? But these laundress ones, they're like finer mesh. They're like nicer. I don't know. They hold up really well. And I think the size thing, honestly, it just makes me like feel much more compelled to use them. So, And you're using it more as an organizational tool and less to protect delicates or as both? Yeah, it's like a mix. It's like okay. a mix. Like sometimes it's like, oh, I'm putting things in that are like more delicate. And, you know, if I'm doing anything that's like, mm-hmm. like against sweaters or whatever, they're going to go in this yeah. bag. But also if I have a load that I like, I'm going to dry half of these and not the rest, then I'll put the things that I'm going to hang dry so that Definitely. I like because yes. Chris normally does our laundry and I'm always like forgetting to tell him, oh, don't put that thing in the dryer. And I could see if I pre-put them in the bags before putting them in the hamper, that would I be I think useful. this is your like ideal mm-hmm. use case for this. Yeah. And we also bought a little like drying rack, mm-hmm. um, a clothes drying rack. Yeah, we have that one we, of like, those. we like put outside and or yeah. put in the bedroom or whatever. And like both of those things make me feel like just so much less annoyed mm-hmm. about this process. Like it just feels like easy. Acquiring a drying rack, a clothes drying rack was a real life changer for me, I would say. Right? Yeah. I don't know how why I didn't have one for, well, space is the answer. Because I was like sprawling things on like yeah. beds and chairs uh-huh. and whatever. And then you just have clothes all over your home and you're like, what is this? And then yes. they're like, everything's just kind of damp, including your comforter. Like this isn't an answer. Why? I agree. Although I will say, I still feel challenged by the instructions of lay flat to dry. I do too, for like, sure. Where are we laying things flat? And on top of what, are you putting a towel underneath? Yeah. I mean, listen, lay flat to dry sucks. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I do it for sweaters, but I haven't had to do it in a while because it's summer. summer. So I've, yeah, yeah, forgotten yeah. about some of the pain of yeah. that. I understand. Um, anyway. This concludes the laundry section of this podcast. Should we enter the main section of this podcast? Let's enter the main section of this podcast. You know, I never thought about this until right now, but the next thing I'd like to talk about, Kate's Butter, I had for the first time in Maine at an Airbnb. They just happened to have Kate's butter in their fridge and at this Airbnb and I used it on an English muffin and my world was changed. It is such a good butter. And I it's not even just such a good grocery store butter. It's such a good butter. I honestly think it's better than the Plugra and the like fancy European whatever brands. And carry gold and yes, like whatever. I think yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Particularly they're salted. They're salted, salted. is amazing. I don't really buy unsalted butter and I know that there are use cases for it in like baking, et cetera, et cetera. But I just like salted butter and I'm, what's the point? This gets back to what we were talking about the previous episode, like what your household did. My parents never bought salted butter, so I never buy it. And then when I do it, I feel like it's an indulgence. And part of it too is it's so good that then I will just eat so much bread with butter because I think it's so delicious. Because it's I so much it. better. My household only bought unsalted too. And I think yeah. I've rejected that decision I, as like, what are we doing? Why? I should rebel against it too. Why? Land Lakes unsalted butter is not the answer for me. I think you're probably right. I Kate's salted butter is absolutely incredible. And part of it is that it tastes like what fake butter wants to taste like. Like you taste the butter. It's not just a fat. It's not just like... It's not just a texture and like the mouthfeel. You really taste it and it is so good and it, but it doesn't taste fake buttery. But I do think that it's like, you're like, oh, this is what fake butter is trying to be. 
I went to Kate's website and mm-hmm. the experience of this website is sort of everything you want it to be. Like click it, on it. please. It feels like oh my, uh, wow, this was made with the same website maker that the crossword maker used. Yeah, that that brand got a ton of business in 1995. <laughs> like Holy tons and cow, tons of this business. This is an incredible this is when people used to design websites as if you were like, so what would it Printing look like if it were on a piece of paper? Right. Yeah, no, like, Claire, exactly. Let's just put it on a piece of paper and then superimpose the piece of paper on the internet. So the website has printable three by five recipe cards. Um, Wait, also, Eric, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm so I don't I mean here. to interrupt you, but no. in the footer of the, the like sub footer of this website, you've got copyright 2005 to 2021. So now we know when this website was created. Well, ish, or if it just, that's when they renewed the copyright. Date modified September 8th, 2021. Love that they're letting us know when the website was modified. Web admin, dawnsweb.net. When was the last time you encountered a website that not only told you when it was updated, but who the webmaster was? I love this. I love this. I love this. Kate, I think, is probably really loyal to their webmaster and their to Dawn and their (laughs) web provider. I think something else to know about Kate that I learned from this website is that this business is a result of four generations of of dairy heritage. So there's like lineage here. There's commitment. There's... And you see, and Kate herself is featured on the logo. She's a young, young child in an Oshkosh Bagash denim overall look with a handkerchief around her head. Actually, this is like a very current look. This is very current fashion that Kate is wearing (laughs) between the handkerchief and the (laughs) denim overalls. This this butter is also nice. It's like white and green. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, so another piece of main content, mm-hmm. a main God, event, I for, I if you will. I <laughs> ready to only talk about Kate's Butter for another half <laughs> the hour and their website, which is I absolutely love and is just remarkable. Anyway. Stonewall Kitchen Bloody Mary Mix. Yes. You know Stonewall Kitchen. They started with a stall at a Maine's Farmer's Market in 1991. They now sell in 42 countries. They, I love that. Don't you love it? Yes. And you feel like they still sell it like farmer's markets on like the mm-hmm. North Fork or like mm-hmm. farm stores. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes, totally. It like predates the farm to table movement slash started it. It's like right. sits aside like Pepperidge Farm for I me. do feel, oh, interesting. I mean, I definitely remember it being early. I feel like my first encounter with it was probably at a Williams-Sonoma. Wasn't it? Wasn't that yes. it's probably first distributor or something? One, probably one of their big ones yeah. for sure, for sure. And then when it like came out at the grocery store, it was like definitely one of right. the like fancy brands oh, at for the grocery sure. store. It was the, yes. And then now, you know, it feels like kind of a late 90s. It like, feels like a cousin of balsamic vinegar. Totally. But let me tell you, the Stonewall Kitchen Bloody Mary mix is perfect. It is horseradishy. It is peppery. Those are the two biggest compliments you can give a Bloody Mary, in my opinion. And I love this like on its own, like not oh, that with sounds good. Vodka. I should be drinking Bloody Mary mix on its own. Claire, I highly recommend it. It is like the perfect That's weekend thing because you're like, it feels like a little it's special, a but it's like yeah. honestly, like it's not really a treat. It's like this vegetable is a great juice. Great idea. Yeah. It's I'm so gonna so good. do this. What what you've been sitting on this tip for a while. Oh, I always order like at a brunch or a lunch place that serves a Bloody Mary. I always order a Virgin Bloody Mary. This feels like a Huge, major life hack. Virgin Bloody Mary. Yeah, so, so, so good. Great idea. Um, The, like, I miss many things about the restaurant prune, Mm -hmm. but one of the things I miss the most is that they had, they had like seven Bloody Marys on that menu, but they have a Chicago Matchbox one that had a skewer of like pickled Brussels sprouts and turnips and caper berries and green beans and radishes. And if you would like to take this like one step further, Claire, your new like weekend Mm -hmm. vision, I feel like a toothpick of caper berries or like a Mm -hmm. cocktail skewer of caper berries so delicious, so chic, so underrated. It sounds delicious. I honestly would order a Virgin Bloody Mary, but still get the beer chaser. Totally, and totally. Speak, is, is that a Chicago-specific thing? Yeah, the, well, the Chicago Matchbox, yeah, it has that beer chaser. Yeah, yeah that's, I love the beer yeah, chaser exactly with right. Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah. Um, I impulse purchased a Stonewall Kitchen product just the other day at the grocery what? store. Uh, pickled carrots. That they sounds like really another good. thing you could yeah. put in this. Wow. I, well, I'll let you know I haven't opened them up yet, but I was like, that sounds great. It does sound great. Yeah. Yeah. This is also just it's a very readily available mm-hmm. grocery store product. The other Bloody Mary mix that is very good, not a thingy in my opinion, but also very good, 
is McClure's, which is that like Brooklyn pickle company. And it's got like a more vinegary spice. Mm, okay. It's um, not as sweet. Yeah, or it's just like not as like, it's not the purest Bloody Mary mix, you know? My mouth is watering talking about this. And I feel like I, I'm going to overdo it. I love the idea of a Virgin Bloody Mary. It's very inspired. I'm going to start drinking it. And then we'll talk to you in a couple months when I'm so over it. When you're done. Do you uh-huh. done? Uh-huh. Should we talk about another food product? Please. Relates to butter. Yeah. We, we should have done part, Friend of butter. So we've talked a lot on this podcast about various gluten-free breads. Yes. Because you are gluten-free. We have uh, some friends who are gluten-free who have You're really- gluten-aware. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm gluten aware. I would say I eat gluten more so than I used to because I used to be better about, I don't want to say better about it, but I used to be more gluten aware because the fact of the matter is I just feel slightly better. I get way less bloated. I wake up the next day not feeling so puffy if I don't have gluten. Yes. So if there's a gluten-free option that I think is good, I will take it. And let me tell you with bread block, it's not just good, it's better. Claire, I think you're right. You brought us some back. So there's a bread block. It's in Santa Monica. Yes, exactly. You carried us some back on the plane with you. Um, God bless. And Thomas, who has become like a real bread connoisseur and has like strong opinions about like fresh baked bread and is so committed to the she-wolf sourdough bread. Which is an outstanding bread, by the way. Outstanding bread. Top notch. Absolutely a thingy. Just Absolutely. Not not available anywhere except New York. No, no. But if you have access to (laughs) it, get that bread. Yeah. He was like, this is not as good as She-Wolf, but it's better than all the other ones. It's so good. And it's gluten-free. It's remarkable. And I will say, so I, the loaves that I brought back for us from Los Angeles had been in the freezer for a while because I ended up extending our trip. So they were like there, sitting there for a week. Then they traveled home with me on the plane and they were still so good. And I will say that's one thing I really love about this bread is you can keep it sliced in the freezer and just take a slice out every day and toast it. And it's wonderful because a nice bread is like an avocado to me where it's just anxiety inducing. You're like, I agree. it's sitting on the counter being like, you got to use me, you got to use me, you got to use me. And then you're eating more of it than you wanted and whatever. And then you're like finding ways to rehydrate it exactly. to like trick your sights to like yeah, a lot. It's, it's a lot. Tough. It's a lot. This stuff tastes so good, even when it's been frozen, that you can just keep it sliced in your freezer. It has a really good crust. It's dense. It's not like She-Wolf. It's a denser bread than She-Wolf. Yeah. And I find that because of that, it's actually quite versatile. Like it can handle sweet. It could be a PB&J. It could just go with butter and some eggs. It's quite good. So the one that I brought for you yes. was the buckwheat, the buckwheat sourdough. sourdough. It which, was delicious. I also just really like buckwheat as a flavor. So I think that that helped me like it a lot. I also tried the chestnut sourdough. It's a little sweeter and a little like richer and denser because it's got the chestnut in it. I'm very interested in that because I love chestnut as a flavor. Yes. Yeah. I'm not as big of a chestnut person. I think it's good. I still, the sourdough I think is like a slightly better texture, but it's still like, I, I think both are very good. I'd be very happy to have them. There is a caraway rye that I really want to try because I love rye. And there's a fruit nut, which I've also heard is very good. There's also cheese crackers that I really want to try from this company. I'm intrigued by this. I'm super intrigued by this. I just ordered, my brother has been dabbling in, he's gluten aware now. He's gluten aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ordered him some and I was sort of surprised, like the shipping's not insane or it's like no. a lot less insane than I thought it was going to be, which it just made it feel like, oh, this is a good like group order. Like you and mm-hmm. I can be going yeah. in on this, like, or like an order four loaves and freeze them situation. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. Feels because if you order way. enough, they drop the shipping to half That's price right. shipping. And That's right. it does, it does feel to me because also I just, for a long time, just was like very rarely eating bread because like I said, I just like don't feel great if I eat too much of it. And then so to then always have a bread that I like and I'm excited about makes breakfast and lunch so much easier. I mean, it really just raises the question of when is New York going to get good gluten-free bread? I feel like we deserve it. Um, yeah. And like, listen, we you have tried- You know what I think? The, uh, I, I think Bread Block has all the makings of, some, of a company that's going to open in New York soon. I do too. I hope so. I really do. Because I, we've also tried the ones that people like really like yeah. and they're like, some of them are fine. Um, mm-hmm. some of them might even be called good, but yep. none of them are great. I feel like very few gluten-free bread products fill a bread size hole in your life. You're like, Correct. this is palatable. This is good. This serves a purpose. I like this. Is I nice can put its things on way. top of it. It yes. can be toasted. <laughs> exactly. But bread block is actually bread. Oh, you know ahead. what? Can you give us just one more? Do you want to do, do you want to talk about your lip, your go-to lip liner? 
Yeah, I will talk about my lip liner. I really love the Revlon Colorstay Longwear Lip Liner in Nude. And it's, again, another thing that has, much like out, has suddenly become so hard to find. And I get it because it doesn't make sense for people to carry these things if if people, people are just buying, buying them. them on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been wearing this since high school. It is my go-to, my lips, but better product. Color, yeah. What's the acronym that they use? Is it your lips? It's MLBB or YLBB? That's it. Because it's a fit. That's a term, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah. It's they like use. a makeup alley term or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I just always come back to it. And I, when every time I come back to it, I am reminded how much of a difference lip liner makes. And just you've been very committed to lip liner in general, and I've never gotten that into it, and I don't know why. But like, well, I think you probably naturally have a a more well-defined lip than I do. Interesting. I think think maybe I don't know if it's shape, color, whatever. But I really feel like it makes a difference. And my ultimate favorite thing that I always just want is this Revlon nude lip liner with lip balm, or maybe like a you know, if not a clear lip balm, then a slightly pink lip liner or a slightly pink balm. The only thing I'll say about it is that I wish that I had some sort of stain equivalent that stayed on longer because I do Mm. think it just goes away immediately. But I don't know that there is a stain or a sort of longer lasting thing in a color this subtle that would give you that same effect. Do you know what I mean? And the pencil for this is Mm -hmm. like, it's like a clicky pencil thing. No, I'll show it to you. So they recently changed the packaging. Yeah, it's a twist. A twist. It's a twist, right? Right. Yeah. You don't have to sharpen it. Is my no, point. you don't sharpen it. Okay. Um, and it's great. I just bought a ton because you know, as I said, hard to find. So now I have them everywhere. Oh, it is called a long wear lip liner. I suppose it's longish wear. Aren't all lip great. liners kind of like? It's, it's, I mean, it's, that's what they say. They do. They do help you keep lipstick on longer. I just. Here's the other thing I'll say about this nude lip liner is I do think it works under almost any lipstick color. Like I will wear it under a bright red lipstick and I think it works well to sort of keep the lipstick Hold in things line. in place. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's not weird that you have kind of like a brownish lip liner under a red no. lipstick because it's it just blends in. It's nude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. Okay. That's, That's the, the show. show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so, so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us to make this podcast happen, especially our outstanding producer, Brian Peoples. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com. If you love our show, consider supporting it by signing up for Secret Menu at, you guessed it, a thing or two HQ.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Delix. I chatted with the founders of this company recently and was just like so charmed by them and won over by their personalities. And that doesn't even like get into like the amazing business they created, but you know, we love like work wives. Yeah. Um, it helps. It helps it, a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a big sell for us. Yeah. So Delix is a black female owned accessory and apparel brand that designs and curates travel inspired, multi-seasonal, multi-way products. It is, like I mentioned, a work wife business born out of a shared chronic overpacking condition. Claire, you have that. It, I, I definitely have that. <laughs> I absolutely have that. You're familiar with having a work wife with a chronic overpacking condition. Exactly. They carry cashmere and swim, everything from beanies with removable palms to reversible swimwear. Delix is hoping to change the way people think about their needs and how they relate to the purchase of clothing. They source eco-friendly, sustainable materials from all over the world, including Nepal, Colombia, India, and offers staple items that can be worn in multiple ways with multiple outfits. So there's never a need to overbuy or to overpack. A thing or two listeners can take 15% off their first Delix order when you go to D-E-L-Y-X-L-T-D.com and enter the code A-T-O-T-P-15. That's D-E-L-Y-X-L-T-D.com and enter the code A-T-O-T-P-15 for 15% off your first order at Delix.